0: good morning. Welcome to Waypoint. We're so glad you guys are here today. How are you doing this morning? Okay, it's 10 o'clock. You've had some time to wake up. How are we doing? That's a little bit better. Okay, see, there we go. I like the claps in there too. Hey, a couple quick announcements. Um, First, we have the Waypoint open coming up on July 25th. Got a slide for it up there. If you are interested, if you're good at golf or you're not good at golf, this could be fun for you. It's $35. That includes the golf, a cart, and lunch afterwards. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll get you in a group of four, and we'll play a scramble as we go through. Uh, but it's going to be a lot of fun. We'd love you to sign up uh, and take part in that. Also want to let you know what's going on with youth right now with the student ministry. We are still meeting every Wednesday from 6 to 8. High, schoolers, high school is staying till 9. Uh, we're meeting outside of the pavilion. Um, if you have a student who has not come to that yet, we'd love to have them Please have them bring a mask. We're still trying to social distance. Um, but yeah, we're, we're just trying to provide an opportunity for these students to get back together and just have some fun. Um, and just kind of hang out together and uh, have some community there. We also have Dunes Day coming up on July 22nd. So that's two Wednesdays from now. Um, if you would like to go to that, space is limited. Uh, this is for 6th through 12th graders, anybody in the student ministry. Uh, we're going to go to the dunes. Uh, We have 45 spots available, so if you're interested, sign up on Church Center or come talk to one of the staff members here, we can get you signed up. Uh, Cost is $5 for that, um, and then bring some cash for the snack bar and we'll stop and get food on the way home. And then we will still be back in time for our hangout, our summer hangs um, that night um, at the pavilion. Want to let you know in a couple weeks on August 9th, we are having a guest speaker come. And rather than me just talk about it, we've got a short little video we want to show you about what that what that's going to be like. Hello, my name is Beckett
1: and the author of A Change of Affection, a gay man's incredible story of redemption. In my book, I talk about how God rescued me from a life of homosexuality and redeemed me. I go back in my life and trace all the different moments that shaped my identity as a gay man and then I tell of how 9 years ago I wound up at a church, an evangelical church in Hollywood, heard the gospel, and was utterly transformed in that very moment. The book also includes teaching chapters that help the reader understand this issue biblically, theologically, and culturally. I tried to shed light on blind spots that many people have when it comes to this issue of homosexuality. The main reason I wrote this book was to tell a very different narrative from what the culture says today. I try to edify the church and reinforce the idea that yes, homosexual behavior is still a sin, but I try to do so with love and compassion. I want the reader of this book to walk away feeling better informed, more equipped, and more resolute in his or her convictions when it comes to this very complex issue. Thank you for your time.
0: Yeah, so we are really excited to have Beckett Cook come and talk with us in a couple weeks. Um, Just so you know, if you're watching online or planning to watch online, this is not something that we can save, so you have to watch it live. We'll still be streaming it, but you have to watch it live if you're going to watch at home uh, that week. So just so you know, 10 o'clock, August 9th, Beckett Cook will be here that topic is, is something that I don't think is talked about in the church enough. And it's, it's kind of a controversial topic, so we don't really know what we can and can't say almost sometimes. So I think this is going to be a great way for us to dive into this, this topic together and, and kind of navigate that as, as a community here. Um, okay, next. So I don't know if you guys know this, we still had a couple mission trips that happened a couple weeks ago. And so I'm going to invite two people up right now to talk about what those, what. Those were like. So Scott Marks is going to come up first. He's going to talk about our war West Virginia trip.
2: Morning. All right, I'm not one to talk up here a lot. So, um, yeah, a couple of us went. We had a group of nine that was originally going to go, um, but obviously with this pandemic, it kind of fell through. People didn't feel comfortable, and whatnot. Um, so, we had five people going. Um, had myself, um, James and Laura Greensides, and the Taylor family go, along with Levi. Um, it was a great experience for all of us. We had kind of doubts, hey, do we really want to do this? Do we feel comfortable in doing this? Um, we, you know, kind of each individually prayed about it. I know I did. Um, I had doubts, hey, do I really want to go? And I thought to myself, and I heard God tell me, you got to go. There's a reason you got to go. If you got to go and you don't do work, because we have a small group, then you go and talk to the community, see what how they're handling this situation. Um, when we got there, we had a uh, family, uh, Louie and Jacqueline and a little couple of kids. Um, one little boy was there at Princeton. Levi and him talked the whole time. Um, he is uh, was a coal miner and was pretty much out of work, has been living off of what they had around the house, which wasn't much. Um, the roof was done about five years ago. Um, it wasn't done correctly and it started rotting underneath. Uh, water going through the house, probably about five spots. Um, we got there, had to strip he the whole roof here. off. Um, so we'll do it. So you can see, can see what pictures see you put there. up here. Um, and it was just so rotting, you could walk up there and you could see the roof was just going down. Um, Louis was up there the whole time working with us. We got to talk to him, got to know him very well. Um, we prayed with him at, you know, a couple times at the end as a group. Um, and his little boy was, I think, five. Um, he actually said a prayer with us. He joined in and he said a prayer with his dad. Um, it's just a neat experience. I mean, if you have doubts or any questions, concerns, and you want to go to miss trip, just go. Don't matter, you know, hey, it's a pandemic going on, or hey, I, have to, I can't get off of work, or I don't want to go. I don't want to be away from my family. Just go. It's different. I mean, I lost. I thought it was a tragedy. I think about it now, but my phone was disabled for a day and a half. I thought it was the end of the world. Um, but then that gave me time to sit down and think to myself, hey, why am I really here? Am I here to look on social media? Look what's going on. No, I'm here to serve God and do what he wants me to do. Um, It's just a great time. I mean, you get to know people and get to help other communities and see what what we have, take advantage for here, what other people don't have. So any questions, concerns, just go, just do it.
3: Hi, I'm Caden. I was on the youth missions trip. It was not your normal missions trip that you would think about. We stayed at the church and stayed local. We went to the Middlebury Food Pantry and did a lot of work around the church, actually. We painted the shed that you can see when you're coming in the driveway that's on the left. We painted that. We redid a fire pit outside and reorganized all of the pavilion out behind the church. And it was not your normal mission trip, but it was still a very moving mission trip because you don't get to normally stay and connect with your own um, community when you're on a mission trip. Most of the time you go and you find a community in need and a community somewhere not always close, maybe eight, ten hours away, that you can connect with new people and help a new community. But staying here kind of opened a new light for me and realized how much that our own community even needs help. And going to the Middlebury Food Pantry and helping all of the volunteers there is something that I don't normally get the opportunity to do. And I'm very glad that I went on this mission trip. If you ever, if there are any high schoolers or middle schoolers or anybody coming to this youth group, I won't hesitate to tell you, definitely come on the next one. It's very fun and you will have a great time.
0: Thanks. Yeah, so that that student mission trip that we did was a last minute change of schedule. We were planning, uh, planning to go to Jamaica this year and we were all really excited about that. Obviously with everything going on, we couldn't make that happen, but uh, I I just have to say, as the band comes up, I just have to say, being in this role, uh, working with our high schoolers and alongside Austin with the middle schoolers, I just can't tell you guys enough how proud I am of all of your kids, of your students that are in our ministry. I love, love this job. I don't feel like I work ever because I'm just hanging out with some really cool people. Um, If I ever get up here and don't say how proud I am or how much I love this job, something's going wrong. You should probably come talk to me. But I... Absolutely love working with these students, and I'm so proud of them. The, the effort and the work that they put in during that mission trip was, was just crazy, just incredible. And just the, the ability to be flexible and roll with whatever came, um, I'm just super proud. So we're going to dive into a time of worship together. So if you want to stand, wave to somebody. We're not shaking hands or hugging or anything like that, but wave to somebody. Tell them hi from across the gym, but we're going we're gonna to dive into some worship together this morning.
4: sorry. Good morning, everybody. (laughs) We are the youth band. Um, Luis, um, our worship director, got married yesterday. And so he is on his honeymoon. So we're going to take over. Yeah. So we're going to run things maybe a little bit differently than we would on a Sunday morning. We are going to have a youth Worship morning. That means we're gonna get pumped up. I'm gonna need your hands clapping. We're gonna get that young energy back into us this morning. How's that sound? Woo! <laughs> Woo! all that you do for us, we will never, ever stop loving you. we thank you for a love that is so indescribably perfect. That we can sing of songs that just speak of your love and how we just want to sink deep as low as we can into it. And what we can't fathom is how big and how deep his love actually is. And in those moments of uncertainty, God, just like we sang, all we can do is never, ever stop loving you. And we try our absolute hardest to love you as much as you love us. So God, I pray as we continue into this service and go throughout our day, that it is your love that we continue to seek deep into. And it is your love that reminds us how little we are compared to how great you are. And how great the things you are doing for us in our lives. We love you so much, Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Hey, um, so the band's going to head off. And they'll be back in a little bit for another song. But so we had this whole thing planned to do a Jimmy Fallon type service tonight or today. And so Hayden, if you can stay for a minute. Hayden is so great. Have you guys, who has seen Jimmy Fallon on a Friday when he's done the thank you notes? Hayden prepared the music, the thank you note writing music. And so I just want to give him a chance to play it because I've been super, like he came Thursday ready to go and I was like, oh man, we're not going to use it. So here we go. Hayden, you ready? Fast. Isn't that great? Yeah, give him a round of applause. Thanks, Hayden. You can head off now. (laughs) oh hayden might be my favorite i'm I'm not supposed to have favorites and he's not even in high school yet but he's like my favorite person in the whole world i really love hayden um so yeah today is this sunday is senior sunday and so we like to do this every year where we give the families of our graduating high school seniors a chance to come up and talk about their student Uh, we want to celebrate them and this year more than ever because it's just been weird, right? They didn't really get the end of their senior year. Their graduation was so much different. And so we want to take today to just celebrate them. Um, and so we have two families here. So, Elijah, if you want to make your way up here with, with your family, and we're going to give them a chance to share. But this is, this is a day not just for you seniors to celebrate you guys, but to celebrate your families. And so we're bringing your families up to celebrate with you. Some big decisions have been made in your life like in the last couple months and there's more to come but yeah we just want to take today to celebrate
5: okay I didn't write anything down but Elijah came into the world a little quick doctor grabbing a leg and an umbilical cord to keep him from hitting the ground probably the fastest <laughs> he's ever moved in his whole entire life <laughs> um. But I got to say this year, he's really stepped up, He's becoming a good guy and I'm really super proud of him and I want the best for him and hopefully he chooses the right path, so.
0: Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, we're going to, we're going to have Marcus, Marcus Miller and his parents come up next. Marcus, I do have to talk about Marcus. Marcus is one of the most annoying seniors that I've had this year. And he, he so he's super involved. Like he's at everything. He never misses anything. He's part of the student leadership team. You guys can come on up. I'll just keep talking for a minute. He's part of the student leadership team and I can never get anything accomplished because he's always talking in the background and he's always questioning me. And he's always asking the same question about what I just talked about that he didn't hear because he was talking. So, but no, I, I really love him. He's, he's, a, he's a great kid. I'm super bummed that he's leaving the, the high school ministry, but I'm super excited to see what God does for him in the future.
6: Okay, um, I'm Lauren Miller, uh, Marcus' dad. And um, we actually found out about three minutes before worship started that this was going to happen. So, um... But something I want to say about Marcus is, um, Marcus, you're you're a guy that um, that I've been able to learn a lot from. Um, you know, usually some kids, you know, or of our other of our other kids of our family, they've been involved a lot in in sports and such, and and. Um, I always thought, you know, this is, this gets him involved. This is good for him, and that. But Marcus was one of those where, it really didn't matter to him how much he was involved in that. That that didn't make him a person. That didn't define him as a uh, a person. And that's what I really admire about um, uh, about you, Marcus. Is, you're your own person. You you don't um, you don't try to be somebody else you're you. And um, I just really appreciate that about you. You've taught me a lot. So um, the thing about going out and and going to college and and that that's for me that's that's hard for me to to see you go. Um, It's kind of good to see you go too but you know. (laughs) But, but it, it, it's the, it's I, I feel like sometimes the values of life, the values of your own personal values and, and convictions get lost in, in that. And I'll just, I'm going to be praying for you, buddy, that you stick to your values. Proud of you.
5: Yeah, I think that um, Mitchell kind of explained it a lot of, he's, he just, he he wants to be laughed at. That's, that's all that matters to him. (laughs) Um, I would go with, uh, there's many teachers in school that would try to get me to get him on medication and, you know, kind of calm him down. (laughs) But I just always knew there's nothing wrong with him. Like, there's nothing wrong with him. And I, I had those few teachers that looked me straight in the eye and said, there's nothing wrong with your son. And academically, he just, he whizzed it. Um, Socially, he wasn't mean or just, you know, he was just funny, you know, trying to be funny. (laughs) And so he's just, he's been one of that. I think as carrying him, he instilled in me a peace that I hadn't had before. So he's just been my calm baby and just brought a, he just, don't worry about it. You know, he's just a. He brought a piece and, and that's he's just um, the words I had even during worship was called and chosen he's just uh, he's set apart for a unique work and don't try to mold your child into something that you see your other kids be or you see other kids be because God has a different plan for them we love you and Very proud of you.
0: Thanks, guys. So we had we had a lot of other seniors, and I'm going to call the band back up now. We had a lot of other seniors that, for various reasons, couldn't be here today, um, just because of everything that's going on, or. There's just there's an exhaustion going over this class right now where they've just been ripped back and forth and they don't know what's, what's normal anymore. And so they're, they're just ready to move on. Um, so I wanna encourage all of you, if you know a high school senior who graduated this year, reach out to them today or their family today and just let them know you're proud of them. Let them know you're praying for them because that's what we're called to do as a congregation, as, as a church body is to pray for those that we send out. And that's what we're doing. We're sending these, these students out now. Um, But we want to take a time, and we've got some pictures of all of them, um, and the band's going to play a song. We we just want to take a time to honor them right now.
7: Take that jump, you don't fear the fall.
0: Yeah, can we give this class just another round of applause? Yeah. Just. <clears throat> you, guys can you can head off. You can head off. Okay. <laughs> yeah. oh um, I just want to give you guys a quick reminder right now. In this time where we're a nation divided, we're a community divided, we're sometimes a church divided, that Paul tells us in Ephesians our struggle is not against fresh flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. So, these people sitting next to you are not your enemy. There could be somebody sitting in this room who you've got a beef with, who doesn't view things the same as you do. They are not your enemy. The person who cuts you off in traffic, not your enemy person who cuts you in line at the store, not your enemy, the person not wearing a mask, coughing on you is not your enemy. We are not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against the powers of darkness in the heavenly realms. And so a little bit more uh, in, in Peter, this, this analogy of, of our adversary is given. He says, be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. Now. I don't know about you guys, I love nature documentaries. Like every single night, I watch one to fall asleep, every single night. And if it's on Netflix or if it's on anything, I've watched it probably three times, all of them. I love them. And what, what this makes me think of is when you see a lion on the hunt, this, this pride of lions is not going for the strongest thing in the herd. They're isolating they're finding the weakest, the isolated, the one that's out on the outside, they're singling it out, they're making it more isolated, and then they go in for the kill. I believe that's what the devil is doing to all of us right now. This is a time where we're all confused. We don't know what's up anymore, almost. I want to remind you that your enemy is not in this room with you. Your enemy is not the people you see on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. It's not people you see. The enemy is seeking to isolate you. And so what we need to do is stay together. So that looks like, like we have to stand firm in our faith. That's what he goes on to say. He says, resist him standing firm in your faith, knowing the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brothers throughout the world. We're all in this together. If we're all alone, then we're all alone together, right? So we need to find ways to figure out how to be together. Our faith, standing firm in our faith is not something we can rely on as a medicine, It's something we rely on as a preventative measure. So going back to Ephesians, he talks about the armor of God, the breastplate, the belt, the the shoes, the helmet, all that kind of stuff. Our armor right now is our masks, our distance, our hand sanitizer. There is a spiritual battle going on, and we need to stay together in this. We need to talk to each other. We need to find, whether it's on the phone, in person, whatever you're comfortable with, find a way to be in community. Talk to people. If you need someone to talk to, reach out to us. We'd love to get you plugged in with somebody or we would love to talk to you. Anybody here at the church would love to. We want you to feel like you're part of this community because we want you to be part of this community. Talk to each other, dive deep with each other. Talk about the things that are hard to talk about. Yeah, it's gonna be awkward and it's gonna be weird and it's gonna be... Painful sometimes, but you're gonna grow when you're in a herd that lion can't attack. Surround the weak ones around you. If you know someone's struggling, reach out to them. Surround them as a congregation so that they can't be picked off by the lion trying to kill us, destroy us, and take us for his own. Be a community. And so I wanna leave you with this. as I've kind of been preparing and and looking at this week, I've read through the, the book of Ephesians. And so I want to challenge you all, like the book of Ephesians right now, I'm reading through this and I'm like, wow, this is exactly the time that we're in. This is exactly what we need to hear. So my challenge to you is this, read the book of Ephesians every day this week for the next seven days. It's six chapters. You can listen to it on the Bible app. I listened to the whole thing on my ride in this morning. So like 15, 20 minutes, you can listen to the whole thing. You can read the whole thing. Do that every day this week, and hopefully that creates a mind shift in you. Hopefully that creates a shift where you're just drawn together as a congregation, drawn to each other, and drawn back to God in that. And so I want to pray. There's a passage in Ephesians. I just want to pray over all of you as we leave. And this is Paul praying. And what's I didn't even say this. What's even more cool about the book of Ephesians, Paul's in prison when he's writing this. He's isolated which is what we all feel right now. He's isolated, you're isolated, and he's still saying these things. And I'm not gonna spoil it all. I just want you all to go read it. You need to, it's gonna be really cool. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna pray this section over you as, as we close. He says, "'For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, "'from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, "'that according to the riches of his glory, "'he may grant you to be strengthened with power "'through his Spirit in your inner being.'" and in Christ. Jesus, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Have a great week, guys. We love you. We love our seniors. Please reach out to them. Be a community. Thanks for coming today.